BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is fine-tuning your month-end process for financials. Joining us today is Adrian Woodrum, BDR Financial Coach. Adrian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So glad to have you. And because this is your first time on the show, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and specifically what you do for BDR. Okay. Well, I've been in the business administration accounting industry for about 30 years in one way, shape, or form. I was with an HVAC company um, for about 10 years before joining BDR, and we were BDR clients for seven years. Um, I've been with BDR for two years, and I am currently a financial coach team lead. Okay, well, I should have uh, adjusted my introduction then, so um, apologies Uh, there. No problem, thank you. (laughs) And I can tell you're a financial person just by the numbers you're putting out there, 30, 10, 7, 2, (laughs) you know, this is great. Glad to have you. I think we can just jump right into our discussion today about a month-end process for financials. So the first question I'd like to ask you, Adrian, is what does it really mean to have a month-end process for financials? What does that include? Uh, Great question, Matt. Um, Basically, having a month-end process is uh, having a system for final data collection, reviewing it, reconciliation of financial data, so that the accounting period for that month can be closed. Okay. Uh, I like that word system. That's a great BDR word here because it sounds like this is not something we can do differently each month. We want to have a consistent process to this. Is that right? Absolutely. Yep. The the best way to do things correctly is to do it the same way every time. Perfect. So can you talk a little bit more about that, this process for month end? Why does a company need to have that process and and what is so important about being consistent in that? So we need to have a month in process to make sure that we're not missing anything, right? There are so many transactions that happen not only during a month, but just in a single day. Um, Very easy to, depending on how many technicians, installers, in-service technicians that you have, it's very easy to have a hundred or more transactions in a day. So having a month in process, like I said, is making sure that we're not missing anything. It's a way to make sure that everything has been recorded and organized and is accurate and that it's complete. Because if you don't have that, then your numbers aren't right and you can't manage a business with incorrect numbers. Right. And so let me ask you this. So if it's a process we follow at the end of the month. Are there things we need to do prior to the end of the month to facilitate that process we're going to do at the end of the month? Yes, absolutely. Uh, What's really important is to have processes and procedures for every part of your operations, um, starting from the time the phone rings to when it's booked Um, and what the technicians do in the field. Everything needs to have a procedure and is followed the same way every time. 
as um, Kim Archer has said many times in, in her training classes, accounting, accountants, bookkeepers are historians. Um, we record what has happened. And so in order to do that correctly and timely, all the procedures need to be in place before it ever gets to accounting. And that means that they need, they need a, a process of how they do things, how it's recorded, how it's turned into the office, so that all the details required are in place before it ever gets to the desk of the bookkeeper. And, and it starts from the top. It's very easy for technicians to get busy doing the work. And, you know, in general, technicians, they like to do the work, they don't like the paperwork. <laughs> And so it's, it's essential that the owners and managers keep those technicians in the field accountable for what they're doing. And that means that everybody has to be aware of the procedures so that we're all staying on top of everybody and making sure that it's all being done correctly. Right. And I, I would imagine that the owner or the manager, they have to kind of communicate the end goal to the folks in the field, let them know the why of why we're doing this. Exactly, exactly. I think a lot of times, and, and I've, I've had this conversation with many clients, um, owners and managers are very hesitant to share information with technicians. They think that's too much information for them to have. But I think a lot of times, if you if you give them just enough information, show them the end result and how what they do affects the, the end result, um, if, you, if you show it to them and help them to understand it, then they, they get it and they know that it, it is all part of a team, right? That's what it's all about is, is being part of a team. No one is an individual. So they have to do their part and uh, it definitely helps for them to understand why. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you this, Adrian. So are there uh, technology solutions that are making this easier, specifically the information that needs to come back from the field, getting it to accounting? Technology solutions. Well, you know, it's always better to be able to streamline um, any kind of dispatch software that is set up correctly, um, and then training the technicians on how to properly use those, how to create their invoices that in the background are already mapped to the correct um, general ledger accounts that are already mapped to the correct departments so that when they add their items and they collect their payments, um, everything through technology is already mapped. So by the time it gets to accounting, it's pretty much just a verification. Um, they're not having to go back and research anything because the, te the technicians are using the technology available, which is great. You know, back in the day when it was all handwritten and on paper, the bookkeeper had to figure all of that out. Right. Um, but now with technology, it's uh, it makes it much easier. Yes, but what I'm hearing there is that it's still, we got to have that overarching strategy. And that seems like that's going to take some time and some uh, some thought, certainly. Uh, who should be involved in that process of, of figuring out how that information flows? That's a that's a good question. And um, I think that 
it begins with the bookkeeper, right? I mean, they, they are the ones out of everyone in the office, they're the ones who know what they need and how they need it. So a communication between them and then managers to put it on paper, talk about what's needed, what's required, and then together creating those procedures. And then it's up to the managers of the departments to implement those procedures out to their, their technicians. And, you know, it, it's not just the technicians either. It is if we have accounts payable clerks or accounts receivable clerks or CSRs in the office, anyone who does data entry, everything needs a process. And like I, I believe it, it would start with the bookkeeper because they're the ones most knowledgeable about what they need, what the end result needs to be. But it needs to be collaborative with, with the managers and the owner to have a, a plan that fits the company. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I think that's the, the way to get everybody on board and, and moving in the same direction. So I, I love that. I want to circle back now to uh, our back to our month end process in a little okay. more detail. What are the things that happen during the month end process? Can you give us some specifics? The things that happen are things like we have to reconcile all of our, our cash accounts whether it's bank accounts or credit card accounts, um, any of the asset accounts need to be verified. Um, the liability accounts need to be reconciled. We need to verify that all of our revenue has been recorded um, for all of the work that was performed in that month. We need to make sure that all of the expenses and the accounts payable are entered that happened in that month. And then after all of that, we have a lot of uh, adjusting journal entries that have to be entered, whether it's for inventory or making sure that all the revenue and cost of goods sold are in a department. And then we just do a final check on the profit and loss to make sure it's accurate and that everything is allocated correctly. And then creating all of the reports needed for managers and owners um, so that they can see what happened. So... A few things to do. <laughs> and just a few. Yeah, my, my head was not being an accounting person myself. My head was uh, spinning a little bit there with uh, <laughs> with that list. So it kind of raised the question in my mind, how long does this take? And is it something that once you get your procedure dialed in, it goes faster? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, having a procedure um, in place definitely makes it it move faster. Uh, the length of time it takes can vary a little bit. Um, for the most part, if you're doing daily data entry, um, like we like BDR recommends, uh, daily receivables, daily billing, daily vendor invoice entry, um, then it makes it move a little faster because what then what you're waiting on mainly are the statements the bank statements, the vendor statements. Um, and sometimes we have a little delay in, in getting some of the vendor statements, but you know, we don't, we shouldn't be waiting for a lot of missing transactions because we're getting those every day and, and putting them in. So typically it should take maybe a week at the most to get everything reconciled and verified. Um, and uh, and ready for the reports to be created. 
Okay. And so the key thing I'm hearing there is if we can keep up with things <laughs> daily, uh, it's going to really serve us well when we get to the end of the month and, and are closing things out. Absolutely. Let me ask you this then. Um, in this, you know, you as a as a lead financial coach, Matt, <laughs> let's get that right. Um, you know, you work with a lot of clients uh, out there on their finances and with bookkeepers and accounting teams. What's the biggest challenge that you see for folks uh, in the month end process out there? Honestly, Matt, I think it is not having those procedures in place with operations and getting everything to the bookkeeper in in a timely fashion or not getting the information there with all of the requirements that are needed. Um, bookkeepers have a tendency to have to go track things down and research, um, which delays the whole process. Um, I think that is the, that's the biggest downfall of the, the month in process. That's the biggest delay is not having everyone on board and doing their part. Sure. That, that makes perfect sense that, because it's, the more we talk about this, the, I'm getting this vision that it really, there's a lot of moving parts here. And, and being able to keep all those things uh, flowing as they should, it, it's a little bit of a challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why it's so important to have everybody on board. Um, and again, like you mentioned earlier, to kind of have some conversation. I mean, you don't have to go into great detail with, with uh, employees about the inner workings of the financials, but giving them enough information to see how it all flows together, that all of the operations that take place are flowing back to accounting. That's where everything ends up. So just having everyone on the same page and getting the information recorded correctly and submitted in time, on time, is a, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I, I can see that. And I, uh, even at BDR, I've had that experience. We, we've got a, a wonderful controller here. Uh, Sarwesh is his name. Yes. Every once in a while, he and I will butt heads a little bit because <laughs> I'm coming at something from the from my own perspective of, you know, what I'm doing. And he's coming at it from what he needs to do the month end process and all the other reporting right. things that he does for us. But every and every time once we get together and we talk about it, it's it just clears everything up, and that's a lesson to me. Uh, when that comes up again, is like I just need to call him and uh, talk it through because when we do yes. that, we all see, yeah, okay, we're all on the same team here. Now I know what he needs and why he needs it. I can adjust what I'm doing to facilitate that. Right. Perfect. Perfect example, Matt. Yeah, well, uh, I haven't been perfect all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of us are. Yeah, don't don't pat me back on the back yet, but um, uh, but I think that's yeah. Well, I can see that being a big challenge for for our clients and for most businesses because there's just so much goes on. And you said earlier, you know, we could have a hundred plus transactions in a day. There's Correct. a lot of room for error there. That's right. So, are there any uh, best practices for kind of keeping track of everything or maybe some red flags that we would, you know, if that if this happens, okay, we got to spring into action because our we're going to have a problem with our month end process. Right. 
Um, so the best way to keep track of everything um, as far as your month in process is a list. Um, we love lists. Lists are a beautiful thing. Um, it's really hard to forget a step um, if you have a list sitting in front of you and you use that same one every single time. Some red flags would be, um, you know, we like to coach our clients to be able to look at their profit and loss, look at the percentages of the expenses compared to the revenue, and be able to identify if something looks low, they know they're missing something. If something looks too high, maybe they've got something recorded in the wrong month. Um, if they look at their profit and loss and there are revenue or cost of goods sold in the unclassified section, they need to go investigate and see what those things are. You know, maybe, maybe they're not actually revenue or cost of goods sold. Maybe they're just an operating expense. Um, but, but it definitely, that's one of the goals as, as a financial coach is to teach our clients how to read their reports to identify when something's missing or in the wrong place. Right. So there's a little bit of detective work sometimes. Correct. That's right. And I, I love the idea of having a list that you said to keep track of everything in the process. And I did it. We did an episode um, a couple episodes back with Bit, Brittany Bainbridge, also a, a financial coach. And uh, we talked about checklists there, too, because that's a big part of uh, our financial coaching. One of the things we came up with was checklist a lot of times people get stuck on those like oh i don't need a list i got it all up, all up here in, in my head and i think kind of turning around how we look at that is important and just say a checklist can also be a celebration list because you get to check things off and you get that little mini celebration of like done 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 oh yeah this is coming together nicely month end process is on track right well it also gives you an idea if you have a list um, and and you start going through your list and you get to one particular thing and you can't complete it, it, it lets you know that you're missing something. I mm -hmm. can't complete this because I'm missing something. So it's, it's a check and balance, not only for yourself to make sure that you're doing everything you should be doing for the month end, but also to make sure that you're not missing anything or <clears throat> it can give you ideas on what's holding you up every month. Um, you know, and, and then we can help improve efficiency. If we see something that is the last thing we do every single time, we need to find out why. What's holding that up? What are we waiting for before we can complete that item? So it, it does help on multiple levels. And you're right. It is, it's a beautiful thing to finish it and look back and see an entire list checked off. Um, wahoo. Celebrate. Yeah, celebrate. But and let's celebrate that insight that you just dropped on us. That was brilliant. That aspect of, yeah, if there's that one thing that you keep getting stuck on in the checklist, okay, that's telling you you need to go look a little deeper in that thing. That, Correct. Uh, I that's love right. That. Wahoo. Well, let me ask you this. So if if I'm someone, I'm listening to this uh, episode and I'm like, ooh, wow, this uh, month-end process could help us. We don't really have one now. We're kind of doing it ad hoc each month, maybe not that well. How does someone get started uh, in building their month-end process? Um, and, and, you know, 
Matt, that is exactly the situation with most of our clients when they when they first come on board. Um, and that's one of the things that if you're a BDR client, we have one ready for you. If not, then the best way to handle that is surely there are some things that you're already doing every month, whether it's just reconciling your bank accounts. So the best way to get started is to start your list get a notepad or start a Word document and just start making a bullet point list of what you do. And then as you do those every single time and you feel comfortable, you can start adding things to that list. Add the next thing and add the next, add the next thing. And before you know it, you have, uh, you know, 30 items on your month-end checklist and you look back at where you started with just bank reconciliation. And that's another reason to celebrate. But but that's how I think that would be the best way to get started is just start your list. Um, even if that list just has one thing on it to begin with. Yeah, it gets started and then it becomes an evolutionary process. There's a, a management consultant out there. His name's Michael Hyatt. And sometimes he said he would well, sometimes what he says is that sometimes you have to just figure out what the next right thing to do is. That's right. And so I think that goes along right with what you're saying of well, let's figure out the things we normally we've been doing and then keep building on that list, adding that next right thing. And then pretty soon we've got this really detailed list of our month for our month in process. Right. And I think you mentioned earlier about um, everyone has uh, a time when they forget something. Right. Which is the benefit of having a list. And, and it's also another reason um, to go along with what you said about not trying to remember it. Don't say, I've got it in my head. Because no matter how long you've been doing any particular job, um, it's still so easy to forget one thing. And that one thing can change the whole picture. Absolutely. Yeah. The value of checklists. Love it. Well, Adrian, I think this has been really good conversation on the month-end process. I appreciate all your insight. Do you have some kind of final thoughts on the subject for our listeners? I think if I had anything else to add or to elaborate on, it would just be have regular meetings. Talk to get your managers and owners and bookkeepers together and talk about um, what they need, what they're missing, what their struggles are. I think a lot of times um, bookkeepers get put in an office and then they're forgotten about and just left to handle things and they struggle a little bit and they don't necessarily have the, the conversations with the managers and owners and say, you know, it would really be helpful if we could do this this way or if I could have this information on a daily basis. Um, I think, it, you know, just like everything, every good relationship, every good team, communication is the key. And I think I think that that's really important is to start those communication meetings and just start talking about what's holding us up. What do we need? How can we make things better? Yeah, absolutely. So if I'm a bookkeeper and I'm in that situation how do I how do I start that conversation, whether it's with a manager or with my owner? I think you go to to that person, whether it's your immediate supervisor or the owner and say, hey, you know, I'm struggling a little bit with with 
some details and getting some information, can we have a meeting and just talk about it? I, I think that's how you start it. You just, you're going to have to ask, uh, can we sit down and talk about this a little bit? Because I want to do my best job for you, but I, we need to talk about how, how that's need, what things need to change to make that happen. Uh, that makes total sense. And there's something, one of uh, BDR's co-founder, Barry Burnett, he would always say, sometimes it's about how you serve the food. And, and I like how you serve the food in that example there of, hey, I'd, I want to do my best job for you. Right. But, but here's the challenges I'm facing to, to get done what you've asked me to do. And so who's not going to respond to that in a positive way? That's a great way to open up that conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. So I think that's some great advice for folks that maybe you're just getting started on this journey at the month end process. So thank you for that, Adrian. Thank you for your time and your great insight that you shared with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. And uh, I wish all of your podcast listeners the best and a great future and uh, wahoo. Wahoo, indeed. Uh, My hope will be back for another episode at some point with you, Adrian. This was fantastic. And for everyone listening, thank you for listening. Tune in next time.